You are welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Um, it's lovely to have you all here. Thank you for tuning in. Um, to like like the you know caption on Mixlab puts it. Tonight, I just want to give a, a short charge on the word, okay? A short charge on the word. A short charge on the word. That's what I titled this. A short charge on the word. So, um, let us start from this. Let us start from this. Um, Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read it in... Um, I'm going to read it in... I'm trying to look for the translation. I'm going to read it in KJV first. Then I'm going to read it in Easy English. I love the way Easy English puts it. But let me read it in KJV first. Look at what it says. Now, this was after Job had accused God and said many things about God. Then in verse 41, in chapter 41, God was now asking Job some basic questions. Like, where were you when the morning stars sang for joy? That's when the angels were rejoicing. Where were you when the Leviathan was created? That's a wild animal, a great mighty beast. Where were you when all these things were done? When the earth was set on its course? Where were you when all those things happened? Now, listen, eh? if God asks you those questions, I mean, you have no answer to it. If the Lord asks you, oh, you are questioning me, where were you when I put the sun in its place? You too, you will calm down because you have no answer befitting of his God, of his godliness, in quote, permit me to use that, that can answer that question. Hallelujah. You have no answer befitting of his godhood <laughs> that can answer that question. But I just want to share this quickly. Let me read from verse 1 in KJV. It says, Then Job answered, that's after God asked him all those things. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholding from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered, Therefore have I uttered that I understood not. Things too wonderful for me which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye seeth thee. KJV makes it sound too deep. But I love the way Easy English puts it. So let me quote Easy English for you. It says, Then Job replied the Lord, I know that you can do all things. Nobody can beat you. <laughs> that sounds very Nigerian. Nobody can beat you. You are powerful. And you can do anything that you want to do. He said, I do not, I do not know much. And you asked me why I talk so much. Um, can someone on my ministry team put the, post this link on our um, Telegram channel and tell them that we're live. Our Telegram, yes, channel. Tell them we're live, please. All right. He says, let me read verse three, verse 2 again. He says, I know you can do all things. Nobody can beat you. You are powerful. 
and you can do anything you want to do. Verse 3. He says, I do not know much. And you asked me why I talk so much. I have talked about surprising things that you do. But I did not understand them. Do you see this? Job talked on the mighty things that he said God did, but he didn't get it. Yet he spoke about it. Look at verse 4. He says, you told me to listen and to answer your questions. He says, I have heard about you from other people. Now I have seen you with my eyes. Look at verse 6. He says, so I do not like the things that I said. I sit here in ashes. I am doing that to show you that I am sorry. If there is anything this verse, you see, a lot of people have quoted Job. Job's revelation of God from chapter 1 to chapter 41 or to chapter 30 or so. They have quoted many and they are taking it as God's word. You know, they are taking it as God's position. But they did not come to this verse 42, forgetting it is an entire story. They didn't come to this chapter 42 and see that Job said, all the things I said, I am sorry because I did not understand them. I just yearned my mindset. <laughs> I just said the things I thought to be true. And now I am sorry about the things I said. Do you see that? So, now, sadly, I always use this verse. Sadly, you look at verse, four, verse 5. And it says, I have heard about you from other people. But now I have seen you with my eyes. This is reading it in easy English. He said, I have heard about you from other people. But now I have seen you with my eyes. Okay. Um, let, me, let me look for another translation. This is a translation I love. T40. It says, I have heard about you previously, but now it is as though I have seen you with my own eyes. Look at verse 6. It says, Therefore, I am ashamed of, slash, withdraw what I said. I sit in dust and ashes to show that I am sorry for what I said. So the things that Job spoke of concerning God, they were no revelation. They were rubbish. Are you with me? They were no revelation. They were rubbish. And these are the things that Job is repenting for. For the things that he said concerning God. Are you with me? So we read on. And if there is anything, child of God, can I just... I, told, I said this is going to be a short charge on the word. But can I tell you something? Make up your mind that this verse 5 is not going to be your story. Don't just know God from rumors. In another translation says, I've heard about you from rumors. Don't know God from rumors. Don't know God only from what people say. Don't know God from only from teaching meetings. Don't know God only from what somebody said that they read in the Bible. Don't know God in, a, in that kind of way. Know God because you have seen him from the pages of the word. Know God because you have read the Bible carefully. You have read the Bible carefully and you have seen that this God that you have seen in the world is true. You have read about him. You see, you hear a lot of people quote Bible verses they have never read. I, I, I've engaged in some theological conversations with some people. And then in them arguing about some things, I'm like, okay, this verse, have you read it? They say no. This verse, have you read it? They say no. This verse, have you read it? They say no. Then I'm like, why are you talking with such authority? You are only saying from the things that you heard, not from the things that you saw from the pages of scripture. Not from the things that you saw from pages of scripture. You are only speaking from rumors. You are not speaking from things that your eyes saw in the word of God. Are you with me? Are you with me? So, um, the truth is, 
as far as God's word is concerned, the believer needs to study God's word, be filled with God's word. As a believer, the, this, the thing you are made of, you are born of an incorruptible seed of the will of the Father. So spiritual growth, if it's going to show in your life, is going to show by the studying and the application of the word of God. Of the word of God. Are you with me? Turn your Bible with me to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Or before we even go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Turn your Bible with me to Colossians. Colossians. Turn your Bible with me to Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Colossians 3 16. It says, look, are you there? Colossians 3.16 Instead of Job 42.5 to be your story, having heard God from rumors alone, having heard God from rumors, from the hearing of the ear, rather than from what the word of God showed you, having heard God from that, let your story, let your testimony be Colossians 3.16. Look at what it says. Every time I read this verse, I, it always challenges me because I know I could be studying the word of God better. Look at what it says. It says, let the word of Christ dwell richly, dwell in you richly. Do you see that? He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Praise God. Do you see that? He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Child of God, listen, you are made of a substance. When you look at yourself, you see, when the believer is pressed, what should come out of him is the word. Because the word of God is, has, has taken possession of his being. The word of God is what dwells richly. The word of God is what, is what has a substance. The word of God is what has substance in him. The word richly is plusios. What it actually means is abundantly. So better still, what I can say is let the word of God dwell in you abundantly. Let the word of God be on your lips. Let the word of God be on your tongue. Let the word of God be the meditation of your heart. Don't let the God's word be far from your sight. Because the truth of the matter is the law of sight is whatever you consistently look at, you become. Whatever you consistently look at, you become. If you consistently look at um, things that will steer up lost, you will become a lustful person. If you consistently look at and listen, and by look, I mean listen to, I mean whatever you let into your system. If you consistently look at what will allow, what will stir up a, an inordinate desire, you will become that thing you consistently look at. If you consistently listen and look to things that will stir up greed, you will become that thing. But child of God, if you consistently look at the word of God, it is a mirror. You will become, you will conform into the image of what it has said before you. Let the word of God dwell in you abundantly. As you study, as you study, as you study, as you see from the pages of scriptures what it says about you, you are enabled to become what it truly has said about you. Because as you continue to see it, you become it. As you continue to see it, you become it. As you continue to see it, you become it. Praise God. Let the word of God dwell in you. Listen, say this to yourself. The word of God will dwell in me richly. The word of God will dwell in me richly. I will not... Um, um, 
my testimony will not be i hear i heard god from rumors my testimony will be that the word of god dwells in me richly i say that again my testimony will not be that i heard god from rumors my testimony will be that the word of god dwells in me richly the word of god will have root the word of god will have abundance the word of god will have superfluity in my heart in my heart the word of god will be flowing hallelujah glory to god praise god praise god all right go to first timothy chapter 4 first timothy chapter 4 first timothy chapter 4 from verse 13 now this is paul speaking to timothy this is paul speaking to timothy paul in speaking to timothy he's talking to a pastor a young pastor all right He's talking to him but this counsel paul gave to timothy is amazing and you will see why he says till i come give attendance to what reading to exhortation and to doctrine do you see that he told him till i come give attention to reading give attention to reading give attention to exhortation give attention to teaching god's people basically but the last thing he said was give attention to doctrine give attention to teaching to instruction to the manner of instruction that 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 does exist for the body of christ give attention to instruction give attention to doctrine see christianity is not a free thinking club christianity is not is not where you come in and you are running on vibes we don't run on vibes here there is there is a laid out structure that that governs how we think and governs how we live it does not change with time it is revelation that is born of eternity so time does not relegate or change how important those words are praise jesus in that 13 he said till i come give attendance to doctrine it means pay attention to it pay attention to it Pay attention to it. The word um, give at, give attendance attendance is prosecco, which means apply yourself to it. Turn your mind to it. Focus your mind on it. Be cautious about it. Be cautious about it. Focus on doctrine. Look at verse 16. He says, look at verse 16. He says, take heed unto yourself and unto, unto what again? Doctrine. He says, continue in them. Continue in the truth that has been handed over to you. Continue in the doctrine that has been handed over to you. Why? He says, for in doing this, you shall save yourself and you will save those that hear you. Do you see that? This is Paul talking to a pastor. Listen, as a believer, we have been called to the ministry of reconciliation. All right. We go out and we teach and we get men saved. But the truth of the, and that's ministry we have been called to. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't know the tool for ministry well enough how will you effectively communicate ministry when people bring out bring up misconceptions and misunderstandings from the word of god how are you going to defend what it says how are you going to clearly communicate what the word of god is saying if you don't really know it yourself and this is paul speaking to timothy he said continue in it continue continue the word continue means to tarry, to persevere, to stay with it. You see Paul saying that, he says in the last days, many shall, many shall not endure sound doctrine, having itching ears. The thing about sound doctrine is you stay with it, you stay with it. 
Even when it's boring, you stay with it. When it is exciting, you stay with it. He says, he says, continue, persevere with it. Why? For in doing this, you will save yourself and them that hear you. Don't go out on evangelism. And because you don't know the word of God, you cannot exactly communicate truth to somebody. Don't be the kind of believer that with you are, you, are, you are tossed to and fro with any slight and every wind of doctrine. You are waved away because you don't know what the word of God is saying. Because you have not paid attention to what the word of God has to say in that, in that issue, on that matter. Don't be a child of God that is swept away by trends, that is swept away by what society says, that is swept away by what social media has to say, that is swept away by what... Um, um, uh, 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 by what trends and people and influencers are saying be the child of god that the word of god has your utmost allegiance the word of god has your heart and the word of god has your eyes be the kind of child of god that when i heard pastor Oge say this he said be the kind of person that when they say the bible says your argument ends but you know what the word of god is saying on matters so you are not guessing you are not running on ideas you are running plainly on the word praise god praise god that verse 16 he said take it unto yourself and unto doctrine continue persevere stay in it for in doing this you what save yourself and them that hear you you will save yourself and you will save them that hear you hallelujah and let me let me even give you an instance of what why Paul will say this. Go to First Timothy six. Go to First Timothy six. Look at verse ten. Look at verse ten. Are you there? Look at verse ten. It says, "For the love of money is the root of." all evil a lot of people know like this verse when they are quoting it you know the love of money the word there actually means avarice you know an inordinate desire for money that's what it means is an inordinate desire for money the love of money is the what root of all evil is the root of all evil but quick question is money really the cause of all the evils in the world no you can't say that when you lied when you were in primary school money was not the cause when you beat up somebody unjustly money was not the cause so what exactly is he saying in this verse 10 simple it's just the same way he said in ecclesiastes money answered all things it's the same way he said in romans he said uh, i said this is going to be a short charge but let me just let me just give this quickly i'm going to probably explain it when we look at um, how to interpret the bible um, is when he said um, in Romans, all things work together. Does that mean if somebody dies, he's working for your good? If somebody faints, he's working for your good? If somebody lost, loses his job, he's working for your good? No. When he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, does that mean all things? I can lift a car, I can fly. No. That's not what he means. That's not what he means. What that verse actually means is simple. The word all as is used here in the Greek context, usually meant all these. 
So when he says, I can do all things, what he meant is I can do all these things through Christ who strengthens me. And what things? Then you have to read the verses before. So you now see Paul saying that whether I, whether I, I have or I have not, he knows how to abase and he knows how to abound. So when he doesn't have much, he knows how to manage. When he has much, he knows how to spend lavishly. And he says he can do all these things through who? Christ who gives him strength. When the Bible says money answers all things in Ecclesiastes, Quick question. I mean, Simon the sorcerer wanted to give Peter money. Why didn't Peter collect money and give him what he wanted? Since money answers all things. It's simple. It's because the all there was contextual. What was Paul talking about? How king? Um, what was Solomon talking about? How kings and rulers used taxes to to throw parties and throw um, and revelries and do all those things. And then money is what they used to answer all those things. Money is what they use to answer all those things, to answer to their appetite. It is money that feeds it. In Romans, when it says, um, all things work together, all things, it does not mean even bad things. No, 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 no. That's not what that verse means. What that verse meant was even the things he has said before, the predestination, the adoption. Those were the things that he was saying in the verses before. All those things are the things that have worked together for the good in our salvation. So what is he saying in this verse when he says the love of money is the root of all evil? What evil? Look, go to 1 Timothy 6. Look, go to 1 Timothy 6. Look at verse 5. He says, or look at verse 3. Let's start from verse 3. He says, if any man teach otherwise and consent not to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. Do you see that doctrine which is according to godliness? He is proud knowing nothing but doting about questions and strives of words whereof cometh envy strife railings evil surmisings he says perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw yourself are you see what he's saying? He says, these, these people are proud. They know nothing. Nothing about questions. He's going on. He now says, these people think that um, they're perverse disputing. They have corrupt minds. They think that gain is godliness. And Paul is telling Timothy, from these people, separate yourself. Look at verse 6. He says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. He now goes on to say, we brought nothing to this world with food. Let us be content. He now look at verse 9. But they that will be rich in this world fall into temptation. Now, he's not saying be poor. He's basically saying they that love money. And there will be a, and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all these evils all these evils that people think that gain is godliness all these evils that people think that um um uh gain is godliness that they think that you know um what's the word now they are not content with the things that they have um, look at verse 9 that they are rich and they fall into many temptations and perditions and all those things it is the love of money that is the cause of all those things have you realized at the root of many false doctrines is the love of money that one is talk for another day but it is 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 and this is why this is just i, I said this to say why paul told um timothy that pay attention to your doctrine because in listening to this in paying attention to doctrine you will save yourself and them that hear you because the truth of the matter is the kind of teaching as I, I i saw a man of god he said something very powerful he said teaching 
he said teaching doctrine makes the disciple so the truth of the matter is from this verse what we are saying is it is the love of money that makes people behave this way and change the message the love of money is what makes people behave this way and change the message so when men change the message this is how they will behave when men change the message they will basically produce people that also love money so pay attention to doctrine and those that hear you and you will save yourself and those that hear you child of god can i tell you something if you pay attention to doctrine you will not just save your heart from evil and wrong doctrine and the evil trends that seek to swallow us in this world you will save others also others that are believers that are flirting with darkness when you get in contact with them and you show them what the word of god says accurately you will save them I've seen many people who had a wrong idea of God because they were they had intermingled with wrong doctrine. And by clearly explaining what God what God's word said to them, I saved them from evil. How? By the accurate teaching of God's word. Wrong teaching of God's word will make you think that God is far. Right teaching of God's word will make you know that God is closer than ever. Doctrine makes the disciple. Doctrine makes the disciple doctrine makes the disciple okay and that's why you see paul say he said from such withdraw yourself withdraw yourself withdraw yourself so child of god listen we need to go to the word we need to save ourselves and for the sake of saving others too can i tell you something your teaching ministry is an effective weapon your teaching ministry is a weapon and that is why we need to study the word of god well enough because as we study the word of god we are going to reach out to many more and save them from the clutches of false doctrine your teaching ministry is the light that is going to shatter darkness in the lives of many your teaching ministry is the light that is going to be introduced in the darkness in the hearts of many many who have come to know god wrongly it is your teaching ministry that is going to be the light that they need to see can you say this to yourself your teaching my teaching ministry is an effective weapon hallelujah my teaching ministry is an effective weapon so we look we look at luke chapter 20 luke chapter 24 we look from verse 24 we look into down into verse 44 i'm just going to run through this now and we see jesus okay we see jesus what happened when jesus when they came and they said ah don't you know jesus you know and they did not believe jesus was going to rise and jesus said oh fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken he said this jesus he said this jesus are you guys with me can you guys hear me can you guys hear me i want to i want to be sure there's no issue can you hear me can you hear me okay i believe you guys can hear me because someone just okay all right so i was saying luke chapter 24 from verse 25 you see jesus saying oh fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken he said ought not christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory then you now look at verse 27 look at what jesus said he said i'm beginning at moses and all the prophets he expounded unto them in all the scripture the things concerning himself now this was before jesus 
left the earth and went to heaven he began to teach them again he said these are the things that i want you to pay attention to the things concerning himself you go down to luke 24 44 again you see jesus saying he said these are the words which i spoke unto you while i was yet with you that it must be fulfilled that it must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses and in the prophets and in the psalms concerning me he says then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures do you see that he says he opened their understanding that they might what understand the scriptures that they might understand the scriptures so what jesus did what jesus did was um he told he basically taught them from the word of god from the law from the law of moses from the book of the prophets and from the psalms the things that were concerning him so of the many things in the bible jesus picked the things that were most important do you see this this is actually what is called rightly dividing the world jesus did not go to um um he did not say dear to be like daniel seven things from the life of daniel those were not those things have their place i mean we read first corinthians um 11 12 i believe you read romans chapter you read romans chapter 15 from verse 4 down to 6 you see how the things that were written in the old testament were written for our learning you know you see all those things they have their place but what jesus taught was how to focus or was was him being the focus of scriptures him being the focus of the psalms him being the focus of the prophets praise god that was what jesus was saying that was what Jesus was saying. Him being the focus. Him being the focus. Him being the focus. Him being the focus. So can I tell you this? If this is what Jesus told them of the many things concerning scripture. Yes, we will read of the many things that were in scripture. But we, we must understand that when we look at scripture, the central point, the focal message of scripture is Christ. And we must focus on Christ. Because if that's what Jesus spoke, then those are the things that we must seek. Those are the things that we must seek carefully, especially as he spoke, as he taught it to them towards the end of his life. Those are the things we must pay deep attention to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, I'm, 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 as I begin to round up now, turn your Bible with me to Peter. Second Peter. Second Peter one. It says, "For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost." See, in the Old Testament, right? Men spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost men speak as they were moved by the holy ghost so those were the prophecies that basically spoke towards christ those were the prophecies that spoke towards christ and these men wrote them down so scriptures actually is a compilation of of the writings of inspired men can i say that again the bible is a compilation of the writings of inspired men majorly the prophets so when you see that these men um, 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 interpreted the way you see that these men compiled these things you must understand that the word the word is enough a guide 
a lot of people are looking for deeper things than the word a lot of people are looking at for deeper things than what god has revealed in scriptures but the truth of the matter is the word of god is enough can i say that again child of god hear me and hear me well the word of god is enough can i say that one more time the word of god is enough let me say that again the word of god is enough men as they were moved by the holy ghost speak so also when you are studying the bible one thing you must understand is this scriptures are really enough they really are enough they are, they are a solid enough guide because they were written for our sake they are a solid enough guide so a lot of people are saying i'm waiting for the holy ghost to interpret the bible to me but the truth is any interpretation the holy ghost gives you outside what is written huh, will be against the inspiration that he gave them earlier and that is that is contrary to what we see as the spirit of god because god is not the author of confusion god is not the author of disorder in fact what paul even explained as the nature of god he was really telling us he said god wants order in his church in first corinthians 14 he said god is a god of order he's not the author of confusion so if the holy ghost begins to tell you something else that will be alien to what the writer intended in his writings okay when he was inspired they'll be alien to what the writer put in his writings that means the holy ghost is contradicting himself and that holy ghost is lying and god forbid that our god be a liar he's not he's the god of order he's not if scriptures were inspired then every other thing that will be inspired in the heart of any man must find truth foundation and light in scriptures if scriptures were inspired every other thing that may be inspired in the hearts of any man must find truth light and foundation in the holy writings especially in the epistles because you know papa hagin said he has read the epistles more than any part of the bible why he said because the epistles were the parts of the bible that were written to the church a lot of people love the old testament great but the old testament were typifications and let us be factual they were not written concerning you they were majorly written to the israelites we can pick prophecies of there that were fulfilled in christ but the parts of the bible that were written directly to the church were the epistles were the epistles no wonder paul will pray he will say that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling and the inheritance of the saints which is in christ jesus that is what paul wanted us to know in ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 he was praying that our eyes will see he was praying that our eyes will see what was written in the word of god that our eyes will see clearly what was revealed written in the word of god that our eyes will be enlightened that we may come to knowledge again and again and again the pauline prayers what paul was majorly praying for the church was that their eyes will see that they may know that they will come to knowledge child of god the distance between you and that freshness you are looking for in your in your work with god is that knowledge is to bask in that knowledge to grow in its conviction hallelujah to god are you with me he said the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened 
if Paul saw, the, saw this as a need to pray, to be prayed for the church, he did not pray for them for material things or any other thing. He said that their eyes will see the word of God. If Jesus is the central and focal point of the Bible, every other thing you see from the Bible is secondary compared to him. Every other thing you see from the Bible is secondary compared to him so we're gonna that's why that's why this is one thing that you should learn to pray over yourself my eyes see as i study the word of god i see jesus clearly and the truth of the matter is child of god as you see jesus clearly you are seeing yourself even better in him because the definition of the of the of the believer is in the son i say that again the definition of the believer is in the son so as you begin to pray as you begin to pray you will say the eyes of my understanding is enlightened i see jesus better i see jesus clearly i see jesus better i see jesus clearly i see myself in him i see myself even as he sees me i see myself from the standpoint of eternity hey my eyes they see my eyes they see i see from the word of god as i see from the word conviction is built in my heart the eyes of my understanding is enlightened and you see Paul did not just pray this and let them go. He now taught them what he was praying that they would see. Do you see that? It means that when you see it, what you do is, as you see it, you start praying. As you see it, you study on it. As you see it, you go for teaching meetings where the word of God is properly taught. And you are taught the word. As you see it, you go for teaching meetings where the word of God is properly taught. And you, and you learn of the word of God. Praise Jesus. You go for teaching meetings where the word of God is properly taught and you learn of the word of God. You learn it clearly. You learn it clearly. You learn it clearly. You learn it clearly. You don't just stay with the word. You learn what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul did not just pray it. He prayed and taught them. So child of God, when you pray these prayers, you study your Bible. When you pray these prayers, you, you don't just study the Bible. You go for meetings where teaching. You go for meetings where the word of God is properly taught. Properly. Properly. Can I say one more thing? Don't flirt with darkness. Let me say it again. Don't flirt with darkness. Don't play with false doctrine, hoping that nothing will happen to you. Evil communication. The context of that verse, I know many of our parents have used that verse to teach us to not uh, be hung with bad friends. But the context of that verse was actually sound doctrine. That was the context of that verse. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Can I say that again? Evil communication corrupts good manners and the context of that verse was a lot of people that were thinking the resurrection has passed they say let me shout it again evil communication corrupts good manners if you hang around false doctrine it will affect you don't say you cannot do anything with you it will affect you because what you hear consistently you will become if you hear a lie consistently it will begin to sound true if you hear a lie consistently it will begin to sound true if a lady who knows she's really beautiful is consistently told she's ugly, she will begin to believe it. If you hear a lie consistently, you will begin to believe it is true. That's why you shouldn't hang around error. Don't hang around error. Now, don't hate people in error. Seek to communicate the truth of God's word in love. But, but, don't hang around error. 
don't don't pamper error in your life if not a lie consistently told to you will begin to sound true if not dealt with i'm going to end with this verse jude verse 3 jude verse 3 look at what he says it says beloved when i gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort that you should what earnestly contend for the faith which was was delivered unto you unto the saints child of god there is a message that was there's a message that was handed over to us it is the truth of god's word we must fight for it we must hold on to its integrity we cannot stay away from the truth of god's word we must hold on to the integrity of god's word hold on to the facts in god's word we must not we must not stray away from what the word of god is saying we must not stray away from what the word of god is saying can i say that one more time we must not stray away from what the word of god is saying if the word of god has said something contend for it hold fast the truth of god's word remember pay attention to doctrine for in doing so you will save yourself and those that hear you those that are around you those that are in error those that are straying in darkness in doing so you will save yourself and you will save them pay attention to god's word it will save you pay attention to god's word it is your life pay attention to god's word is your growth i'm going to leave you with colossians 3 16 it says let the word of god do what dwell richly in you this week i have a challenge for myself this week this week i'm going to study more i told myself i'm going to study more this week i'm going to pray more but i even want to study a lot this week as you have prayer vigils, you stretch in prayer. Why don't you stretch in the word of God? Why don't you say today 20 chapters, 30 chapters? I'm reading three epistles. I'm reading four epistles. Why don't you read it like that? As you have times of prayer where you stretch in prayer, you say I'm praying four hours, five hours. Why don't you say today I'm going to read four epistles, five epistles. Today I'm going to um, um, I'm going to see Christ in the Old Testament. I'm going to read Exodus and see the typifications of Christ. I'm going to read um, Numbers. I'm going, to, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to read Kings. You need to read the Bible back and front, up and down. Be, be conversant with the Word of God. Look at what Paul said. He told Timothy, he said, study to show yourself. The word study does not mean read. It, meant, it means be diligent. Spaudazo. He says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that need not be ashamed. Rightly divided it means be a workman in the world don't let anybody bring up a verse of scripture to you that you have never read before put that as a personal challenge to yourself stretch in the word of god stretch in the word of god stretch in the word this week tell yourself i'm, I'm giving a challenge to myself i will study god's word more i will pray more can i tell you something you will just realize it will be easier to to hear god it will be easier to flow with god i realize personally that those times when the word of god is really bubbling in my heart prophecy flows out easier that's a personal experience well i realize that those times when i fill my heart with god's word the word of god is always on the tip of my tongue anytime i just realize all those things you are maybe you are struggling with wrong thoughts you're just pack your mind full with god's word you will see it will give way it will give way it will give way hallelujah father we give you praise thank you father for tonight i trust you were blessed by the teaching of god's word for more ministry content visit niministries.org god bless you